Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight episode number 72 with our dear friend who's returning for his second podcast appearance as a solo episode, at least as a guest, Ethan Walder. He's here in the building tonight to join us. Hey guys, I appreciate you having me on. Hell yeah, dude! It's been it's been two years since we had you as a uh, you know as a solo guest and yourself. Obviously, we did yeah. for number forty five. We did uh, me and you and Elijah and Stevens and made that happen for the first time ever. That was crazy. That was forty five. That was forty five, and Jesus. we're on seventy two. So it's like, I mean, I don't know how many we've done since then. Like over fifty, you know, fifty fucking however many that is. Yeah, and like fifty three, and like we talked about before this, my solo was twenty nine, and this is now seventy two. And so like, we talked about it. Like my solo was about two years ago from this point, and that's so much that's happened since then. Not just for me and you guys personally, but also so much for the podcast. I mentioned too, mm-hmm. you guys are much more like consistent now like putting episodes out and like much more like having different guests on too like one of your more recent guests like was your target co-worker and like just being able to get different backgrounds too like you guys been killing it yeah it's been well it's been cool because it feels like eventually when we started you know uh doing them weekly and everything like that it feels like we just inevitably got more polished at least in accordance to how it goes, like, with, you know, our shtick, like, the way we fucking organize, like, the podcast, the way we do the podcast and everything else, I feel like we got that down. And there's always room to grow, like, you know, be nice to video all the episodes, it'd be nice to do different things that we could do, bring in more high-profile guests regardless, but we'd always want to bring on friends and, you know, fa- you know, like, obviously, we shot the whole saga with my grandpa and stuff, which was always yeah. something I wanted yeah. to do. Hold on. Um, once there was inspiration drawn to do something like that because it's capturing the life story and like obviously it was it was able to like you know we were able to go from the beginning the middle and the end like well or at least to now and we cemented it yeah and put you it know, out there. to put it out there and like is its own special thing but within our course of episodes like within right. and under the casting spotlight brand which is obviously being Elijah yeah so I it's mean, like dude it's admirable because i mean like i think like nowadays too with like technology like yeah there's negatives of course but like i think one great positive is that depending on how you use it internet's forever and so putting your grandpa story out there dude like i think i mentioned this to you before it just i think it's great because you'll be able to pass it on to generations and generations like not just the generations that meet your grandpa but like the generations that don't like and may exactly. have only have heard of him, but even later on, the generations that don't hear about him, but may just wonder about their, you know, their genealogy. Now they're able to just, they can go and hear a story from their great-grandfather, or great-great-great-grandfather down the road. Like, something like that's cool, so yeah. that's all. And I like to think, like, a lot of the other episodes are, like, as, you know, me and Elijah's growth on the podcast and everything, uh, and in life, you know is you kind of follow that story through all the episodes we've released and you can kind of capture that with all the guests we have on with all the conversations that we have that are just you know solo episodes and whatnot and you're you're always kind of capturing like the moment like you're kind of capturing where you're at at that time and you know even now it's like even though we put out 34 episodes before we took like an extended break and then we came back with 35 last march and it hasn't even been a year technically, even though we said, okay, the way back, the way forward, like, we started each 
year with like you know some some sort of start off, but like last year it even took us into the into the first couple of months before we came back with them. But we all were always consistent from that point on. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, it always kind of captures what's going on at the time and stuff. And like we're always telling people about like our passions and it's just it's easy and it's fun and like I always not not that it's easy, but it's just. It's easy to do whenever it's stuff you would probably do anyways and would just want to relay to, like, an audience that is willing to listen because we've had a lot of deep conversations on this podcast. We've had a lot of funny conversations on this podcast. Just real, just true life stories from his life, from mine, from whoever's got the spotlight on them as the guest. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it can be whatever it needs to be. That's the beauty of it. Like, that's the beauty of not making it too specific but making it, you know, you, we can cast the spotlight on whatever we want to or whoever we want to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like, I feel like podcasts, you, they, you always hear the only way, if you're not a famous person nowadays, mm-hmm. the only way to make it with a podcast is to have a niche thing. You know what I mean? Right. Where you're like, you're covering a certain thing. And only that thing. It's like, I'm yeah. going to cover all the supernatural episodes or whatever. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. And yeah. then people will listen to that. There was but a like, podcast. Sorry, go ahead. For our sake, it is, for us, it's better for our own personal historical effect, even on our lives, to where, you know, we can go back and listen to this shit. Yeah. Or somebody else can 40, 50 years from now and remember when they were the guest on this or like listen to what they even sounded like you know that long later right so it is kind of cool for that yeah i mean touching on that i mean like going back to you know my first appearance like we've touched on so much has happened since then like not just for me but for you guys and i feel like even in those two years you know we're not the same people you know It's, it's, it's crazy to think that like you go like I went through high school thinking that, like, I was the same person those four years. Then, like, I went through college thinking that I was the same person those four years. Um, Maybe a little different than high school for sure, but, like, again, like, once I started college, I felt like I stayed the same. But, like, dude, in just the last two years being an adult, working all the time, you know, like, just living the full adult life, I feel like life moves so quickly that it's kind of hard for you to stay the same, whether that's your identity or just kind of, like how you go about life, you know, you just, yeah. especially with coming off of like COVID, COVID and everything, you know, just, man, we, we got put through the ringer coming out of high school, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, in the last even year, uh, year or two, it just like 25, 26 opened my eyes like to so many things, like mm-hmm. never fucking before. I was like, holy shit. Like you just in spite of, like, everything, like, that I had done up to that point and everything, I just, I still feel like I've, I, you're constantly, like, learning life lessons and the whole saying about, like, oh, you know, history or, or whatever will repeat itself until you learn from yeah. the mistake or learn from the, you know, you learn the lesson, essentially. And I feel like that is definitely true. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100. I mean, and I also have heard that saying, too, that, like, <clears throat> the day you stop learning is the day you stop growing. Oh, yeah. And so... Yeah. It doesn't mean like, hey, I'm 50 now. I've put in my time. Excuse me. Um, I've put in my time. I don't need to get better. I don't. I don't need to learn more. It's like, no, no, no. You need to, you know, keep trying. You need to keep growing. You don't need yeah. to just stop 
you, you don't need to take your foot off the gas just because you reach a certain age, you know? It's like, you never know, too, how much time you have left, and so just trying to utilize that to the best of your ability, too, for sure. I think the reward really isn't, like, because sometimes you can have, you know, you can achieve fame and, and money and, like, financial, you know, just all kinds of success and whatnot, but, like, the real reward is is the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. from everything like that you go through and that you learn and like it's it's crazy because even in in as bad as it sounds like to say but even the really bad times and the really traumatic and terrible experiences in your life like they add to who you are as you know a complex and layered person you know they what I mean? teach you the most that's what i'm most saying of yeah the time. it's it's kind of crazy because like you can you know, you can choose to, like, live in... The, for for better or worse, like, you can choose to live in that or you can choose to learn from that because what else are you going to do? Are you going to die or are you going to keep right. on trying to live? You know and what I mean? Yeah, you got to adapt. You got you to You have to do something. Yeah. And, dude, I mean, it's, it's crazy, too, because, like, you are talking about being 25, 26, just, like, going back to, like, early 20s, too, you know, you're in... Or your late teens, like, eight... I'd say about from 18 to 21, for me, was probably the most hopeful I felt in my life. Like, in terms of just... <clears throat> I felt... I was coming in off of, like, doing well in high school. I was about to go into college. And even when I was in college, I was doing well. And, like, even for people that didn't go the route I did, being at that age, like, you're young enough to be naive to the... world to is the, yours. Yeah, you're, you're naive and young enough to be naive to the adult world. But, like, you're, you're, you know, you're old enough to have the confidence that the world's in your hands. Yeah. Per se. Even though it's not. Because you know so, that you're, like, everything's ahead of me. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, coming, you know, in that age range, I felt like... I'm sure a lot of people did that. My life just was on the right path and you know like thinking to where i'm at now i just turned 26 last wednesday <clears throat> finally catching up to you guys old fuckers um but <laughs> catch it or finally reaching 26 you know like going thinking back to like 21 or like 18 just in that age range i will be completely honest and like open that like i am not where i thought i'd be at at 26 but like i'm not entirely bothered by that like i it it it, it motivates me to get to where i wanted to be at this point but i also realized too you know you can't control everything in life and you got to just let it go sometimes like i have anxiety at times and like overthinking and so for me i will just turn myself into a wreck stressing about things i can't control and that's something i've been trying to do better about uh and so here recently you know if something doesn't go my way like if life doesn't turn out the way I thought it would, you know, by a certain age or say even a week from now, I try to just let it go and just say, hey, tomorrow's a new day. The sun will rise again. We'll try again. And each day at a time. It may sound cliche and like naive, but it at least helps me with my overthinking. But I think it's a good mentality, too, especially because so many people are focused on what I was saying, where I'm going to be at at this age or I'm going to be at at this certain time. It's always just so focused on the end result that we don't think about the steps to get there. We don't think about that one day at a time. What can I do to get myself to that point? Um, yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy, though, how you think that, like, you start off start off at a certain age thinking, uh, you know, like, oh, me, I'm going to probably have a house to myself, be married and everything. Here I am at 26 and, like, 
especially most people in this market, can't afford a home. Like, it, it definitely makes you re, reassess how you go about life, you know. It makes, <clears throat> at least for me, it's made me more patient. It's made Part of growth more, and yeah. aging. Yeah. Just getting older and realizing. Maturing. Like, yeah. Knowing how things actually work a little more, you know what I mean? And actually seeing how things are and just kind of accepting it's not as easy as you maybe thought it was, but oh, for sure. you know, eventually, if you stay on the path, like you'll get there. Right. Like I know I'm progressively making money. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting more and more money. It's just like maybe not as fast as I want it to happen. Maybe I can do more, but I'm not necessarily unhappy with where I'm at. You know, right. I got yeah. a busy life and a yeah. pretty happy life. So it's like, and honestly, that's all that matters at the end of the day. It's unfortunate that we unfortunate that we do live in like a point where like money does have to matter so much to the point that it hinders our happiness or hinders our enjoyment of life. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, you can't it, vacation. You can't do cool shit. Right. With no money, you can't right. go see things. Yeah. You can't experience life. But for me, being someone that's still trying to build my wealth, coming from a background where I didn't come from much. Um, it's made me just really appreciate the more little things in life, like as little as the relationships that I have, you know, yeah. like I may not be able to afford to go on vacation every year. I've never been out of the country. I've never been on a plane. I've never flown, you know, it's just, it doesn't bother me though because I enjoy what I have. And it's something I've tried, I, I haven't always been okay with. There have been points in my life where I just felt like maybe, I guess a little, Maybe I like I deserve something, and I now I'm at a point where I'm like I don't deserve that. I need to earn that. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, it's just uh, trying to take things one day at a time. Like there's there's nothing wrong with that though. Like I think so. Sometimes people get caught up in the grind mentality too, and there's there's nothing wrong with working your ass off. When I'm at work, head down, get my work done. But like when I'm off the clock. I've learned in the last couple of years how important the little things are and trying to get the oh, enjoyments yeah. outside of yeah. like money and stuff, you know? Like, so once I'm off the clock, I'm enjoying my time at home. Don't get me wrong. I love a fucking Saturday night, just chilling on the couch, cat in the lap, hanging with the girlfriend, just watching TV. 100. It's great. Yep. You know what I mean? But I know, like, I, I also want more eventually. I want to experience more I think the yes. important yeah. thing is that you're actively... And you know, obviously all three of us are close friends and everything and we're but we're actively trying to pursue a better life as the days go on. Like it's not like we're trying to to, you know, retract back and go the opposite direction. Exactly. Like we're actively trying to and, and you know, there's successes and there's failures and you're like, fuck, that did not work. There that right. did not work out. But it's just like that's where we're at. But like even having the the audacity to go through a lot of the struggles in life and having willingness to be like fucking we'll give it another shot the yeah. next day because what else are we going to do are we going to give up fucking right now yeah because those are your options are, are you are you going to fucking keep going are you going to just be you know you're going to shake it off the best you can and fucking keep going because you got people relying on you slash care about you or that even for yourself like i think at the end of the day you owe it to yourself to be the best you can fucking be you yeah. know what i mean you really, you really do, like, yeah. be, you know... Always improve from yesterday. That's what I'm saying, and, like, that is in... 
it's once again like it sounds cliche, but it's it's that's who that's really who you're competing with. Like, yes. are you going to take a step back, or are you going to take one or two steps forward yeah. and be like, this is who I'm going to fucking choose to be, and this is what I'm going to like, you know, choose to do. I think I think it's important to set long term goals, and you'll be amazed at how life pans out whenever you're like you set a long term goal and you're like. You know, and we've probably all been there to an extent. Uh, at some point or another, you're like, okay, this is what, this is where I want to end up. You don't exactly know how <laughs> it's gonna no. fill in <laughs> along the way, or if it even is. But yeah. You're like this is what I want, and this is how I'm loosely going to achieve it. And you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of fill in the, the gaps and and tackle the short term goals along the way. But it's just like you'll be amazed at whenever you put in that effort and if you have genuine intentions as a human being the way things just kind of work out for you. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. and how life helps you out whenever you are, you know, you're, you're, you have, like I said, genuine intentions and you're actually trying to pursue a better life for yourself. For sure. And or, you know, whoever yeah. you're responsible for. And you know that whole saying, nice guys finish last, like, <laughs> I feel like in the society we're in now, we're progressively getting further from that. We're getting to a point where, like, yeah, being a decent human being is more important. Being kind and compassionate is more important. And uh, kind of going back to what you were saying about like constantly trying to improve and move forward every day. Mm. Yeah, what like one hundred percent, dude. Uh, you know what I was saying is like more so about being okay with where I'm at right now. Not saying like I'm complacent. Just meaning I'm not gonna try to overthink where I'm at in life right now. I am going to plan for my future, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to sit here stressing about shit that either hasn't happened yet or shit that I can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done enough of that. I, you know, overthink way too much for that. But to just, you know, know that, like, hey, here in the moment, to try to find these little things or try to have the mentality of one day at a time really does help life, you know, whenever life gets expensive or going through something like COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, just. Definitely. I saw this post that said like finding ways to feel good in the gap between where you are and where you want to be is yeah. everything, and it's true. Like you have to find a way to cope with the now on your way to achieve to find you, happiness right, to what you're you know trying to to pursue. And know? the biggest part of that is being able to look inside. You know, to be able to look at yourself and be able to pinpoint a problem. There are some people who look at themselves and can't figure out any issue with what they're doing or how they're conducting life. And they get stuck in a rut um, for whatever reason. And, like, it's important what, what you're saying to him to, like, be able to look inward and be like, okay, here's the steps I need to take in order to change this behavior or to get to where I need to get. Being a little introspective, dude, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very important. Something I've tried doing, too. I mean, you guys have probably seen, like, in the past, I've been someone that's... Uh, probably not the best with controlling his emotions at times when he gets upset i can be impulsive at times but i mean i've done my best here lately to just even take a step back try to be more understanding more patient like you touched on earlier tim just being a more decent human being like you know realizing too that everybody is going through their own shit and i'm here to not make that more difficult on them you know i'm here to help them Either way, if I have to yeah. st- walk around, like walk on eggshells with my friends, I'll do it. There are some people that, that some people that are like, "Fuck walking on eggshells." If I walk on eggshells around you, you're too sensitive for me. Yeah. Okay, I, I, that's your opinion, but for me, 
I love my people. I appreciate my people. I want to accommodate myself to my people. I can't be the same version of Ethan to my girlfriend Alexis that I can be to you guys. Me to you guys is different than what I have to be to Alexis. Who I am to Alexis is different than I have to be to my parents. And same with my parents compared to you guys. So it's like me, I think it's very important too to like try to, you know, like take those steps to, uh, you know, be a little bit more understanding and like, uh, you know, if I cut you guys off, apologize for it. Or if I, you know, I feel like I came across wrong, you know, like I think it's, I think it's important to understand that you might not, or like, I think it's important to understand that you need to have the awareness that you understand from your perspective of that person or of, you know what I'm saying, like, of who, like, whatever they're going through or whatever's going on with somebody else. But, like, you don't understand from theirs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it might, you know, be viewed differently. You yeah. I, mean? I think it's like, like, I think just that's why we have to be a little more careful and a little more Put gracious. Put yourself in their shoes is yeah. what we've been told since we were kids, you know? like yeah. That's why, like, it's it's hard sometimes, <clears throat> like, to cut ourselves a break or to cut anybody else a break, yeah. but it's just like you, you come to a point where you have to be understanding because it's just, you you really never know. Like, True. and the thing is, like, they could, you know, anybody could try to explain it to you, but it's like, Right. You never know what they're withholding or what they're like they they're holding on to that's too prideful to where they're not gonna admit or yeah. whatever else. And it's just like you have to understand like they have their own whole set of struggles and everything that they're that they're dealing with. One hundred. That they might not want not just you to know about, but anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get it till you're older, like and you're an adult and you have to get out there on your own and be a civilized member of society, you know what I mean? And like really do it. Yeah. How tough that it actually can be at times. And how bad some Whenever people you can, are out there in this world. Like, yeah. I've met some just people out here that... Just temper or just feel... Yeah. Just or, have days where you're just not feeling it, and you're like, man, yeah. I fucking... I hate everybody in this store right now. Or there's know? days where I wake up in the best mood possible, but I oh, interact yeah. with someone I don't know, like a customer yep. or a client, like right now in sales. Like today, like right now, I'm in a sales job, and today I had a call with some guy where I tried helping him, and he like I, I told you guys this before we started recording. He told me like, I don't need your guys' help in running my business for 25 years, you know, like yada yada yada. It's like, you know, man, I'm just I, I'm just trying to help you out, you know. It's uh. Some people don't aren't as I guess receptive to that kind of approach, and I guess sometimes coming off that nice or trying to come off that genuine as like, hey, I'm just trying to here to help you, may come off as disingenuous at times. But I, I don't know. I'd much rather try to give someone else the benefit of the doubt. You know, like this world's hard enough out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the least we could do is make it a little easier on each other. Yeah, and I know this can. is like so far we've been yeah. in nothing but like deep kind of personal mushy talk and like but honestly like I think at times it's important to touch on these things because I think at times they're not talked about enough Um, I don't think it's really mushy no no no, I think it's you know what I mean like if you tuned out already and you don't yeah it's like I I think it's a little more deep than talking about you know and things we love to talk about but like you know if we were just to talk about like sports or entertainment or whatever else you know it's just but this is life shit and we've all even since your first appearance, like, we've all dealt with so much shit. Yeah. Learned a lot, like, yeah. of life lessons. Have went through some stuff. You know what I mean? And, like, 
we thought we went through some stuff like years ago, but it's just like now it's not. It's we're not. You know, what I'm saying we're not teens. We're not in our yeah. early twenties. We're not. It's not like we just turned twenty one and oh, we're allowed to drink alcohol. Like we've been able to. We've been in this. We've been in that spot for years now, and now yeah, we're trying to really establish who we are, who we're going to be. Yeah, I feel like sometimes at the age we're at, people are still kind of comparing us to who we were in high school or like college, and it's like it's completely unfair. Because, yeah. Tim, you're one year away from your 10-year reunion. Elijah, you and I are two years away. So that's almost 10 years. You cannot compare me to who I was 10 years ago, you know? So it's like... I think if anybody's looking at you instead of themselves, I think that's their fucking yeah, first Oh, yeah. I think, if anything, they're a little insecure, you know? Like, that's something I've always been told. Anybody but, living hey. still... Thinking about people in high school, right? Like on a right. daily basis. But just like, I mean, I like, guess I guess it depends what their experience. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, sure there's yeah. people that I mean, bully people. Keep up with people like that. Yeah, I was but, gonna say there but are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. Uh, it's a lot easier to kind of know what most people are up to. Now that you general, have to like yeah. move on and lose your friends and not care about those people yeah. anymore. Yeah, but I mean, like at some point, especially at the age we're at, you just you realize you're like that era's dead yeah, it's gone yeah, yeah. it's past I'm an adult yeah this is where I'm at now you know yeah. what I mean you gotta move on you gotta buck up you gotta fucking take on more responsibility right yeah. it's just what happens you know, you know? And, 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 and it sucks you know like, at, like when it first happens and you first realize that and you first come to grasp with that it sucks it's like it's a punch to the gut not in terms of like you're like oh my god I lost all my friends but like you still have your friends, but you're like that era of my life is now done. It's over. And like yeah, the yeah. the way in which I conduct my relationships with my friends is now going to be different. Because I mean, you guys know we used to hang out almost every single weekend, all weekend long back in high school. Now, I mean, we talked about this. Like, we hung out two days ago on Monday. Tim, that was the first time I seen you since mid October. I know. I, I got a I got a Christmas present from Ethan sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we'll wait um, on that, but I mean, it just shows that yeah. life gets busy though. Like back in oh, high yeah. school, we didn't have like we thought we were busy back then with school. Oh God, I wish I could have that schedule sometimes because like we had enough time to go home, fucking play video games all night. Um, I think the decisions... hang out with friends all weekend now. It's oh, taken yeah. sometimes a month or two just to see you guys. And, like, yeah. so that punch in the gut of knowing that, like, an error is over does hurt. But, like, I think the decision Yeah, like you make, said, Elijah, you got to do it, though. It, it's part of life. It's necessary. Yeah, it's life. But it's like, oh, yeah. I don't dwell on high school. I don't. There are people in high school that I don't care how they're. Like, I, I want them to be doing well. I want everybody to be doing well and be, to be alive and prosperous. But in terms of, like, keeping up with their life, I don't care. Yeah. Um, there are people that I haven't really seen since high school. Like, I'm going to name drop a Sam Taylor. You guys know him. He went out with us for my 21st <laughs> birthday out to the strip club. He um, took the love seat, man. Oh, that my night. God. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah Sam Taylor. Damn it. It was that. that. Listen, I have. <laughs> I Why? I haven't seen I haven't seen Sam since that night. But, like, we've talked. No, I'm just giving him shit. But. We, we've talked numerous times since that night, though. That was when I turned 21, and now I just turned 26. So, like, five years later. But yet, I still message this guy, see how he's doing. He checks in on me. And like, Do you live in Japan now? Not to get on the same No, 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 you're good. He's got a girlfriend <laughs> in Japan. Sam, I don't mean to be speaking for you, but, like, if you're listening, maybe you can message us and correct us. But I think he's got a girlfriend in Japan. 
Um, or like South Korea, but anyway, I that's off to topic. I had to ask. Anyway, my point is, is like there are still some people that I have not seen or really like hung out with since high school that I still want to reach out here and there. Not try to like you know keep up with them as much as I do you guys. You guys are my best friends, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't dwell on high school. But there's still some people I care about, some people that treated me right that I still want to you know, be prosperous. And every, you know, month or two months, I'll message them and try to catch up. See, I haven't talked to some people in years (laughs) that I've been like, that person was really cool. Like, I should reach out and say, hey. But, like, I just never do. Right. You know? Another name, Michael Atkins. I mean, you guys know Mike very well. Like, I love that dude. Um, Old Mike Atkins, he did the high, or high school, he did the basement wrestling with us before we... Even made NLW yeah, official. Yeah, his finisher, the Adam Bomb. All right, <laughs> I know we'll hear this, and I, you know what, he was he was honestly pretty dope in ring. I'll he give would, Mike that credit. He, he was, was he was pretty damn good. Except but for the power hit bomb. with his finisher was fucking terrible. Listen, I do not care how dope you are in the ring. If you cannot hit your finisher correctly, you're ass. You're trash. You're shit. Hang up your boots. Ride off into the sunset. Your boots. Either change your finisher or retire. If you cannot hit your finisher correctly, I don't care how good the rest of your moveset is. That dude dropped me on my head so many times. It was the jackknife. That's what it was. Yeah, he didn't sit down. He He just... Would put you up on his fucking shoulders and drop you from there. Yeah, he didn't like. Which I mean, I think was Tyler's sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. Tyler was like, "You're a big guy, it'd be Tyler," and it was cool in theory. (laughs) No, it was. But he should have sat down with the power bomb. Well, and the thing that was too is like, (laughs) let's be real. I will give credit where credit's due. (laughs) Mike was the strongest person we probably ever had in the backyard wrestling. And the thing is, Mike never... It was fun to us. Never, he Mike never, me around and shit. Oh, dude, he tossed me around like a rag doll. <laughs> but, like, I love that because it kind of made me like an underdog where I could fight back. But, like, no, Mike's another guy, like, I'd love to keep diving into the wrestling. We probably will later on, but, like, finish what I was talking about. I was like, um, Mike's another friend, you know, that, like, in high school, dude, Mike was, like, one of you guys. Mike was a best friend of mine. We hung out all the time. I His parents knew me just, you know, like, very well. Dude, that trip. And then once we graduated, you know, like uh, we kind of fell off. He's now married. He has a kid, mm-hmm. and so he's got he's busy with his own life. But like we've been texting almost every week for like the last year. Um, we've hung out only once in that time. Again, life's busy. But like again, he's a guy that like yeah, I haven't really seen that much since high school. But mm-hmm. dude, he's always been good to me. I have no reason to not <clears throat> talk to him. So, like, yeah, it may take me a few days to get back to him. You guys have seen that with me as well. But, like, I'll get back to you. And it's because I want to. It, life's busy. I need, yeah. need to do better. But, yeah, no. We, Sorry, we, you I mean, were saying the Florida trip? Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, that, dude, I that was, like, such a, uh, I mean, that was during a time when life was, like, really changing for all of us anyway. But we were still, like, you know, 19 what, years fucking, old. Man. Yeah, like, 19, 19 years old and shit. And, like, old. That was so fun for so many fucking God, reasons. I had such a good time. I know. In like, like a lot a of lifetime ago, a lot of a lot of shit changed like after that too. Yeah. In a lot of different ways, but it was like, yeah, it was such a fun like marking kind of event for all of us like to spend right. together and stuff. And like you and Mike and Gene and Stevens and me and Elijah and like that was yeah. 
Like, we had one hell of a time. I just yeah. remember before we went out, like, just some of those trips, just throwing beers, like, to you and Mike. Just like, oh, we drank before everything. When we were at the and Mike were, like, just drinking the whole fucking You guys fucking were. I mean, we brought a cooler. We brought a cooler to Daytona. We went to Daytona one of the days we were there and brought a cooler with us and, like, we I, got sunburned to fuck, and then we oh, rolled dude. dice to see who fucking showered first, because we're like, all right, who's, you showered sixth. Oh, you got the worst. That was rough. You got the, the worst Tyler was there for like half an hour. <laughs> he was like fifth. <laughs> Tyler fucked me. Tyler was fifth. I was like I, third or fourth. Tyler was fifth. I was sixth. I think and I was Tyler, third. And listen, I, I think I was fourth. First off, first off, yes, everybody team. listening. Yes, everybody <laughs> listening. There were six people in one apartment using one shower within like a two hour span. We were 19. We yeah. were 19. We had one place. We were staying in Florida. We were trying our best, okay? So <laughs> we even rolled dice as to see who would write. We should write. just showered three to a pair. I'm pretty sure Mike. I'm pretty sure Mike fucking drew number one. That bastard, dude. I think I would have took. <laughs> we had to shower three to a pair. Oh no! It would have been more efficient. It would have been more efficient. Oh no! What are you gonna say? We would have had water. You know, dude. I don't know. I'm thinking about the people that are least likely to touch my dick. <laughs> to touch what? My dick. Did you say pecker? No. I'm gonna have to oh. finish it. Okay, but dude. Okay, so like. People, listen, we even rolled dice as to see who would ride shotgun in the car. Like, we rolled dice for everything. This was Tyler Stevens' idea. He would, flip, would definitely be in there. He would flip coins. He would roll dice. I don't know if Tyler just could not make decisions on his own, but we all adopted it for this trip. And we were like, roll dice to make every decision possible. And listen, I want to give you guys kudos. Even though there were six people sharing a shower within a two-hour span, you, everybody... Everybody did well of taking like a 10 to 15 minute shower, except for motherfucking Stevens. It was his apartment, though. I mean, it was both I don't ours. give a fuck. Respect your guests. But wasn't he right before you? Yeah. I was like four. Elijah was like three. So that I means was Mike last. and Gene were number one and two. I think Gene was two and Mike was one. I was last. And Kara Kara sees I, well, I work with her. Listen, based she on sees all these fucking casting spotlight things all the time. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, and I've talked to Mike about coming on here before. Fucking, we'll see. Now I miss my shit. I know. Go I was on, always pumped. I was that that trip. I feel like I bonded with Mike, man. Dude, I know. And like, it was a good Gene, time. Did. I feel like Gene. He was with us for days. <laughs> we're and we're all were drinking beers. You're like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like made a remark about loving Breaking Bad, and I was like, this is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like after that trip, man, you were st- you stayed in Florida because you're still living down there, and like we just went our separate ways. Like at that time of that trip, heard you guys had one hell of a time on the road, fucking back. Uh, Dude, you and Mike almost got in a damn fist fight. Yeah. Me and Gene are just in the back seat. Like I guess we're just gonna watch fucking takeover. You know, I was hoping and shut that, up. I was hoping you guys wouldn't remember, but yeah, we oh, almost- we remember. Oh, we wow. remember. And I wasn't even fucking there. I was in Florida, bitch. Okay. Again, listeners, it's story time. So, no, it's story time, son. It's story time. 
So, ride back from Florida, same trip this we've been talking April about. This is April 2016. Yes, correct. Early spring, April. Spring break. This That's early so April. Okay. Long. So, I think at the time, me and Stevens were the only two in college. But, like, since we we're staying at Stevens. Oh, wait a shit on everybody else. Yeah, goddammit! <laughs> no! Oh, what? No! <laughs> Piece of fucking garbage! Quit it! That's not what I meant! Quit it! Don't start that shit, fucker! Okay. No, what I meant was I was trying to get to the point of the trip was like scheduled around my spring break. I was on spring break. Yeah. Stevens was in college too, but like he, since we were staying with him, he was able to like, you know, still go to class and shit. So I was on spring break, but dude, yeah, man, that fucking trip was great. But on the ride home, it was okay. The ride home was ass. It rained the entire ride home. And so we then get from Florida to Georgia. And as soon as we cross into Georgia, there's traffic. Like nose-to-nose traffic the entire time we're in Georgia. And it's raining. So it's ass, bro. And like, I don't know who it was, but somebody was ripping ass, okay? So when it's raining, I'm not... You put Gene like every time. (laughs) Like, damn it, Gene! (laughs) So since it was raining... I did not want to put the windows down and get people wet. But the thing is, someone was farting and it smelled like trash. So, dude, it was getting That bad. was making like, tensions high already. Yes, farts. It was. It was. Fucking. <laughs> and so. Who and, fucking is ripping ass in here? And then since. Also, since it was like raining, my windshield started defrosting since it was kind of like, I guess, cooler out and all of a sudden. No, it just happens when it rains. Right, right. It just fucks up your windshield. So I turn like my defrost on and Mike. So in the front, I'm driving, Mike's in the passenger, you and Gene, Elijah and Gene are in the back seat. I turn the defrost on and Mike gets warm. Mike is a heavier set guy, and so he... <laughs> Mike, I'm not trying to call you fat, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm like 130, so I'm a small dude. What I'm trying to say is, Mike gets warmer quicker than I do. <laughs> Make so, it clear for the folks. So I turn my defrost on. And Mike gets warm, and Mike voices opinion, and I say pretty much that wasn't I, the whole thing. No, though. no, it wasn't. But that was the start of it. And it, what what fucking boiled it over was I was tired of sitting in traffic, so I wanted an alternate route. <laughs> and I asked Mike to find me an alternate route. But the thing is with that, Mike was giving me the directions like 30 seconds before I was supposed to take the turn or something, you know? So then I, I snapped. He told me I was... Well, like, he... Because it kept... Ha- he kept trying to reroute you. Yes, he kept trying like, to reroute me. It was a few yes. different times. Yeah, so like he rerouted me for the second or third time and I fucking snapped. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm like... It, it wasn't like the map was rerouting us. It, it's not like an accident happened in Google. And Google Maps was like, "Hey, hazard ahead! Take this route instead." No, Mike was actively changing the route. So I'm like, "Dude, please stop!" And he wasn't. And I get but it. But in Mike, his mind, he was he was saying, the- "Dude, I'm just trying to find the quickest way back." Because he had plans with his girlfriend, and I understood that. But the thing is, he was giving me these fucking changes like 30 seconds before they were supposed to happen. So I snapped, and dude, we got into a point. At least he gave you some notice. What did we say? 
we we threatened to pull over on the side. Well, of the yeah, that was the thing. Ass. Like it was very <laughs> immature teenage macho. I do not. If that were to happen today, I would not go about it. I'd be very disappointed how I acted back then. But like it was very teenage macho. Like, ooh, my dick's bigger than yours. But it was just kind of like. <laughs> Dude, I'm just. You were like, I'm just sticking on this road. Shut the fuck up. I don't know why you keep trying to reroute didn't, me. And didn't he was Dean like, like, pull over. I'll kick your ass right now. And Mike goes, or I was like, Mike, I'll beat your ass. And he goes, you fucking can't. You're driving. And I was like, I'll pull over, bitch. And he's like, even then you can't beat me. I'm twice your size. And dude, it just derailed. Didn't Gene fucking need to piss on the way back? Like, that was, no, that was the way oh, there. That, was the way, that dude, was the way there. Me and you were in the front two seats. You were driving. I was in the passenger seat. And fucking Mike and Elijah were in the back seat. And fucking at one point we were like, I was falling asleep because I was trying to keep you awake. I was falling asleep. And then oh. you were falling asleep at the wheel. You were sober, but we were just tired as fuck. Dude, I was sober as a fucking... I was sober as a fucker, But man. we... And they were falling asleep in the back seats. Nobody could keep each other awake. We were no. dozing off, and I was just like... I had to do that with you me on the and way you, Me and you woke up yes. ate, like, a fuckload of candy just yes. to get, like, a mild sugar high for a little while sugar to stay high, awake yeah. the rest of the fucking ride there. Why did that ride take so long? Because there were so many people in the car that needed okay. to piss? Because at one point... That. I fucking switched from Steven's car to your guys' car, and Gene yes. rode to Steven's, and yes. then they had their whole thing. All right, so the trip there, I mean, fuck, yeah. Okay, I'll quickly wrap up the trip back with Mike and that whole fucking ordeal. Like. <laughs> yeah, so there was threatening of beating each other's ass, pulling over on the side of the road, and then we never pulled, I never pulled over on the side of the road. I, I'm pretty sure it was all talk. I'm pretty sure it was all talk. I was just trying to flaunt my shit. So then I start driving, and my phone's on shuffle. I made this road trip playlist. I put it on shuffle. The very next song that comes on after Mike and I just get done chewing each other out, Sorry, Justin Bieber. That was hilarious. <laughs> Sorry by Justin Bieber comes on. I loved that. And then Gene texted me. He's like, I think, I think Ethan played this to apologize to Mike. I did not. It was completely by happenstance. It was completely by happenstance. That's a good yes, word, happenstance. Yeah. I figured out afterwards, though, Elijah told me that about Gene. Gene texted Elijah after Sorry came on and was like, how much you want to bet they're making amends by the end of the song? And guess what? Were you in the front at this point? No, no. he was in the back with Gene. And the front was Mike and I. I was driving. Mike was in the passenger. <laughs> Me and Gene were just talking. And we did. Watching Takeover. And we fucking and did. And they were just silent up front. Oh, and listen, by, before Sorry was over, Mike and I apologized to each other. <laughs> so... Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, if you're listening, thank you for saving my relationship with Michael Atkins. Um, Justin Bieber gets a lot of shit. He's got some good shit out there. But your song Sorry saved her friendship of mine. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he intentionally played it. I don't know if that would have ruined the friendship. But it would have been an awkward, like, yeah. hour on the road. But on the drive there, though, on the drive there, we, the trip was like five days long in total. Maybe four. Four at the show's shortest five that was one hell of a time like we we all knew that that was a lot that was sort of what you would call i feel like a lot of the stuff you know spending that whole um summer and fall kind of together um doing the nlw shows in like 2015 and then me and elijah like started (sighs) continuing hanging out like that such a good time period that whole fall like going into winter 2016 and shit 
I, uh, in the, you know, eventually, like, I moved to Florida, like, that February and shit. Yeah. But then, whenever you guys visited, I would, had been down there, like, I had been down there for a few months already. About but it was just, it was kind of like, it felt like that trip was kind of the beginning, or the ending of something, and, like, the beginning of something else, but it was just very, like... But we didn't know it at that time. No, and, uh... I mean, Looking back on it, though, one hundred percent, it feels it like it did change. It was it was a lot of yeah. fun. I have no ill feelings that towards trip, about any of it. That trip, though, like I definitely feel like, like you said, was the closing of one, yeah. the start of another. Yeah, and it, it really, it, it, it really, closed, was, it really but was. like I said at the it time, really I don't, I don't think we noticed it uh, or realized it. And no. I, right now, I'm thinking of like that quote from the office with Andy. Like in season nine, near the end of the show, where he's like, "I wish there was a way to tell you're in the good times before the end," and like, not to again dwell on the past, saying like that's the good no, time it, now. It, it's not, it, but it that geared us the, ready for the next chapter, right? And that we were was, about to go through. Yeah, and that was, was kind of the closing chapter of our kind of high school career. Yes, I was a freshman in college, and like we are. Like, you had already been, like, yeah, two we years had, high school. we had all finally but started still, hanging out and shit. It was, like, the end of that group. Not not the group. We that still hang era, out, but, like, though. that era of us hanging yeah. out all the time and kind of getting all together in one big group. Now it seems like when we... Consistently. Yeah. Before life just fucking took over. Yeah. yeah. We were doing backyard wrestling. We were doing parties. We were just hanging out on the weekends. Like, shit was still popping off. Yeah. And, you know, wild. and at that time, we thought that life was probably stressful and we couldn't wait to get older. And now, don't get me wrong, I love the idea of getting older and like building my wealth and getting a house one day and stuff like that. But there are times where I'm like, I reminisce. I'm like, dude, just those days. Like, not like, not exactly being not exactly being a kid like where I couldn't drive, but being that period where like I was in high school and I did <coughs> drive. Like, I had that freedom to do my own thing, but like I was still a kid and didn't have too many responsi- responsibilities to keep me busy like now. That summer of 2015 when we fucking were wrestling in NLW all fun. the time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. dude, NLW still holds a special place in my heart and probably always will because, like, for someone like me who grew up as a wrestling fan, that is the closest I'm ever going to get. Because, yes, we've had pe- friends of ours, <clears throat> Corey, your brother, Stevens, oh, yeah. and Brady, who's still going, who have trained and even entered into the indie professional world. Us, I think it's safe to say that us three, anytime soon, that's not going to happen. Will it happen, say, we're 30 and maybe start training? Who knows what life will bring? I'm not closing that chapter. That's that's the childhood dream of mine that, like, I kind of hold, you know, as, like, probably won't happen. But, like, if I ever get the chance, I'm going to fucking do it. But, dude, I mean, NLW, though, I look at it as, like, a way of, like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's high school days. I, you know, don't I don't hold that as, like, hey, look at me. But... In terms of like my relationships, I got I got oh, yeah. to go out there and kind of pretend to be a professional wrestler, a WWE superstar, with my best friends, and like we beat each other's asses in front of a crowd of that semi cared what was going on. Exactly, you know? dude, and like made us feel like what we were doing mattered to them. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. I think and I think for those of you listening who went to any NLW show, thank you, um, seriously, because it was a moment to feel like. Something else that wasn't you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. That was like an escape, but it was like, it was just like a heightened, egotistical, badass <laughs> version yeah. of what we really were. It was yeah. just like shit we wouldn't really do in real life, but we were just like, we just added flair and character. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, every wrestler and in their own way. People fucking came, you know? I think, yeah. I think we. 
we were bonded sort of at the right time. And, like, I wasn't done with the journey that we started with the whole MWF stuff. And you guys were, like, just doing your thing. And so we kind of crossed paths at the right time and, like, made it all fucking kind of happen. Right. And. And well, it's nice. Obviously, eventually, our all of our friendship became much more than just, you know, bonded over wrestling and shit right. like that. But eventually, like, those people always find each other. You know right. what I mean? Like that's that the thing. Most of my and, important friendships in my life was wrestling. And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like I, you know, in like whenever I fucking, you too, whenever we, whenever we fucking bonded over <laughs> that, Nick, like you know, you guys came to the Steven, Age of Hardcore Steven show Tyler. where fucking where Brendan went through the light tube table. Okay. We're like through 2014, yeah. where I feel like we kind of talked and whatnot. And uh, well, that at one okay. point, me and Elijah even had like a bus ride because we were both the managers of. <laughs> The yeah. fucking he was on that bus. The, right? Yeah, of the bus. fucking yeah. Elijah the, the was JV the manager. Team. We, I was on the we sat team. there like the the managers sit together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was kind of yeah. funny. Tim, you were the manager of JV. Yep. Elijah was the manager of the freshman team, and I, I was on the freshman um, team. And, like, and Harry was on the JV team, right? Yeah. And so that, at that time, we knew who each other were, but oh, we yeah. weren't really hanging. Excuse and me. the thing we is, really you guys had yet. seen, you guys had been to that show, and then eventually in 2015, when we did that first like kind of collab. The show together, the that MWF, was our first. like the basically the ending of all the MWF stuff. But right. still, you guys were going into like your just the most you know the biggest run. But that in, was, in terms of audience and all that kind of stuff. That was before we even and I was even. not ready to be done yet. Right. So I was like, well, let's fucking bring it all together and let's let's all fucking collab over it and like not just that, but I mean, we all ended it ended up bonding over much more than just you know wrestling like we on a personal level yeah. on like a you yeah. know i'm saying like a, a friendship level in a lot of different ways and like i say it a lot of the time like me and you know and like even though we all bonded over all of it like me and elijah bonded over like a lot of stuff pertaining to like movies and tv and stuff like that me and you talked about like a lot of music me and steven's talked about yeah. like a lot of wrestling although we all shared some of all of the same shit you were like the first was, person i met in high school that had the similar breaking benjamin fandom that i had uh-huh. and like we that was honestly outside of wrestling you and i instantly bonded over rock music that, and breaking Benjamin. oh yeah it, it was like breaking benjamin like at that time i think for both you and i was our favorite rock band it was like it was one. such a special time i think that when we first did that mwf uh you know of course it was inconclusive one mm-hmm. night to remember because the cops came and a bunch of uh, other shit happened we didn't have to go into all that thank you puckets <laughs> i but, appreciate it yeah, puckets no shit i don't fucking screw off it. puckets <laughs> two shows the cops showed but up. fancy you puckets i know and those uh, in 2014 <laughs> happened in between then Okay, and the fucking, buckets called the cops. That's why I keep saying. Puckets. Okay, but two thousand, <laughs> but two thousand fifteen. Whenever, whenever we did that, <laughs> I think the cops on us. For, I wrestling. think, I think whenever we did that, it just it kind of cemented something for the future because then yeah. we did the turning of the tide show and like from that summer or really from that like late spring through summer through like uh you know you and steven's going off to college because you guys all graduated and everything and i was right. a year before that right but then me and elijah started hanging out a lot and shit like mm-hmm. that and watching you know different stuff kind of bonding over different things like it just kind of set the pace it's for like, like quentin tarantino and scarface was like the first things i feel like we yeah did <laughs> <laughs> and uh you Baseball know and, for you and, and, I and the too. thing is yeah. you would come back 
from college and stuff like that. And, like, there was a few times me and you and Mike and whoever else would see. Like, we saw, like, the night before that one time. Went, like, right. four different places that night. Yeah. Or whatever the hell we did. And then went to Buffalo Wild Wings after we saw the night before. Right. And, uh had a you know a fun time then and like elijah was coming over probably at least once a week and you know we were just hanging out and shit like that and uh it was just crazy because even through all the wrestling and like the conclusion of that we all had to accept we were like okay well everybody's going off so we're probably not gonna be able to do these shows anymore yeah. um yeah that summer i mean we fucking banged them out hard like every fucking couple weeks every you know what i'm saying like, it's like every three weeks oh yeah we were doing a show. it was it was Sometimes, probably every two weeks at i was gonna say time. i yeah. thought it was every two it weeks. was every two weeks it, me and stevens he came over like sometimes like i was hanging out with elijah and, him, and i was saying we were pumping up shows and stevens and, and promos even though every few even days. though i was yeah. about even yeah. though i was about done even though mr california still had you know a, a few left in the tank and everything <laughs> i uh surprisingly Fucking me and Stevens like would sit down in the basement and just we would literally like your guy like I didn't really have too much to do with it but he was just like he kind of trusted my judgment with certain things and I'm just like me and him working creatively together like Mm -hmm. that was fucking gold you know what I mean like I felt like we really had some good fucking shit on the table with with what we had to work with and everything even though I was mostly out of it but I was just like fuck like if you want me to be part of this like I'll still definitely be part of it and even if my friend group is filled with at least decently creative people you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. Oh yeah, we all have yes. sort of like a it's, vision for things. I feel like our it's, creativity. It's crazy that we like that those whole things are, are bonded together yeah. that way. Yeah. Like I feel like our creativity like, though yeah. that you mentioned, Elijah, is outside of the normal creativity. Like I feel like the creativity we have is in realms like that, sports or wrestling or trying to like just do something just like that entertainment like, wise. entertainment wise like cuz i mean we grew up watching that we yeah. and then we did it and we thrived off it uh, off it like we thrived off it with a crowd of as low as 5 to 10 people and then at our it was peak, like 5 to I don't know what our max. Well, I was gonna say like that one last brother show had like eighty fucking people. I was about to say our peak in NLW like okay, so one last breath at peak. One last breath was the summer of twenty sixteen. That was that last that one last show. One and only show we did in twenty sixteen. Yes, we only did one show in twenty sixteen. That was one last breath, and that was supposed to be the the kind of like. The one and done. Hey, what, we're I mean, together. it was the last NLW show, though. It was. Right, that was the wrapped in What I mean is, like, we're coming together for one last hoorah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was. I um, was living in Florida, so was Stevens, and we came back up for it Yeah, for a few weeks. I was we all went still. a little a little hardcore on it because we knew it was the yeah. last fucking show. Yeah. For the first time in my career, I got I got thrown on tax. Like the cops came and I got Mr. California match that yeah. we are all involved in. <laughs> And the <laughs> cops came in three sh- Oh, no, that was the second time because yeah. they said somebody accidentally called Rick, and it was it Ricky. It was fucking Ricky, dude. It was Ricky. Oh, it was. Sauce. It was yeah. We had the lightsaber duel. Oh, and they ca- gave me... <laughs> thank God, though, they came during that match. <laughs> yeah, instead of yours and Brennan's or mine and Corey's or Steven's. Any of the other matches yeah. that got way more hardcore. Yeah. Or, even Nick the Harry, or even the... Freaking Harry and Scorpion segment. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, all that shit would have been way worse. Honestly, the Harry and the Scorpion slash Brendan, Brendan and Scorpion, that segment, dude, that was probably the worst one the cop could have showed up on. Because <laughs> in terms of, like, how Brendan ended up after Harry fucked him up. But, like... 
Yeah, dude, he dude. put his hand in the way of the tag mat. Why would you do that? You didn't do that. He justified it, but I didn't get it to the chest. That's yeah, the well, thing. If I, I got I remember, it to the back. If I, I remember correctly, <laughs> Brendan came into uh, it was after your match. After that segment, my and Brendan's match. That's why I was like, it kind of was smart though to and, put that after and the tag team. Because me and him, oh, it was back to back. It was me and you against him and fucking yeah. yeah he had and you gave I had me the a worst shit. schedule. That and you night. gave me a shitty yeah, fucking lightsaber. We were gonna be fine. We won. No, I chased you around <laughs> and shit. Yeah, because as soon as ever, okay, everybody on this, me, Tim, and a lot, or me, Tim, and Tyler, you had a me, Tim, ass and Tyler all had lightsabers. You guys had like red and purple ones. He had no. the most Listen to this ones. shit. I had the the good blue one. Yeah, we know you did. I'm the one who had the <laughs> fucked up one. I Thank know. God I didn't. I'm the one who experienced it. Y'all well, had to make sense. I felt like purple belonged to the red and blue and blue. Did you know? Right? Answer me this. Oh, yeah. Did you know my lightsaber was port. fucked up? Yeah, because I fucking had then it. Why'd you give it to a Halloween costume in like 2005? You never <laughs> mentioned that to me. Why did the Why the fuck did you never mention that to me? Because you handed me a fucking lightsaber. Bitches, you and Stevens are on my own team looking like badasses because you got lightsabers. No, no. They're all me and Stevens. Stevens. Stevens came out as the you guys were the after we won the match. Okay, okay, still, either way, you had a cool fucking lightsaber, and mine. I whip my lightsaber out, and mine goes fucking flying into the goddamn lake. <laughs> I fucking whip it out, and that t- that colored tube goes flying into the <laughs> lake. And next thing you know, that hard. I do a double take. I look at Elijah. I look at my saber. Look at Elijah. Look at my saber. And then Elijah starts chasing me around the goddamn ring. Because what am I supposed funny. to do? We just improvised the segment because I well, was like, I can't, ju- I can't hit you with the saber because it's just a piece of plastic. <laughs> So I just gotta chase you around now. And you Dude, gotta scare you. That was when I gave Stevens the first choke, choke slam. slam. Yeah. And somebody, it might have been John Munch, who we've had as a guest. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And I was just like, and Stevens is like, ah! If you were a Star Wars fan and you just came to this backyard show to see some hardcore shit. And that's how the match is. You'd be like, oh my god. I might I have given him the Santa Barbara elbow drop after. Touch him. Or I, guess I don't know. I think, you, I think you pinned him on the force choke. I might, I might have. <laughs> or I guess in the case That of- was great. That was the match, though. If something was going to end like that, that was the way that match could have ended. The Santa Barbara squad. Why the Santa Barbara squad never... We never lost a match as the Santa Barbara squad. Why the crossbone I, gang in the Santa Barbara... Like, that was... They that were was kinda, natural. They were the sort of uh, comedy relief a little bit anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, they were a little bit of an easier Why'd spot. I we put that on second. Yeah. Why did I always get my ass beaten Santa Barbara? You fucking took advantage of that match and started sentoning people. Think about it. You still got the pin. If anybody in the Santa Barbara squad is California's the biggest star. Huh? If anybody in the Santa Barbara squad is going to get an ass beating, though. I it's agree. gonna be you. I agree. Okay, listen. Because just... the wolf wouldn't, and Mr. California no, wouldn't. No. Okay. So, so it, to me, it was very funny because the most dominant person in the Santa Barbara squad was Mr. California. 
Okay, in terms of name value and recognition, makes complete sense. But Tyler, anyone who's seen seen Tyler Stevens, he, he's a fucking Sasquatch. That's why he's the bodyguard. Yeah, but he got his ass beat a lot. That dude got triple power. Yeah, but bomb. the manager is not even a believable Listen, wrestler. I remember the bodyguard. The triple power bomb was sick. Into yeah. the lake. Okay, no, that was cool. Listeners, you might remember this. <laughs> Fucking, I got my ass beat. Tim got his ass beat. Him and I are both laying knocked out in the center of the ring. And like the three other dudes we were facing, because it was a six man tag, three on three. The three other dudes we were facing. I look over and Stevens is just sitting in the air. And next thing I know, I hear kapoosh. And Elijah's or Tyler's in the fucking lake, dude. And honestly, it could not have compared to me and Nick fighting in the lake because little did we know. Dude, that was Nick's best match. Was that fuck? Are you sure? Because there was a dead fish five feet away from us. You guys smelled like motherfucking (laughs) fish. I know. The second you got back in the ring, I was like, God damn it! I know. (laughs) It was like bulls. They were hammered into the ground. Damn it! It was a ring. Listen, listen. It was a tarp on the ground. No, 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 it was better than your guys' fucking goddamn mattress basement bullshit. <laughs> hey, we we wiped with what we had. Yes, goddamn on us. We, we fucking put on shows regardless. We were cheap. We were poor. <laughs> no, I have like ten bucks. <laughs> that rest. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I wanted uh I wanted to say this earlier and I wanna say it before I lose track. It uh we can get back to the last, but it is something serious. Um I do wanna say like I think it's great though that we merged NLW and MWF because based on how it went it was honestly at the time M- MWF's seemingly last show and for Elijah Tim and I our debut. You were nice enough to let us we had never wrestled in front of a crowd before. I think it was a good we match. Never, we had never wrestled on yeah. a trampoline before. Tyler used to have a trampoline when he was real young, but I think by the time Elijah started hanging out with us, it was either gone or no. I, be gone. I wrestled in it a couple times, okay. but it was already kind of like fucking shifty. Right. Like I remember yeah. Tyler suplexing me on it, and a spring just fucking flying. gave out. Yeah, dude. It was, okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I think that to finish out our days, like I, I wanted to do it the right way. You guys were supplemental enough to obviously right. be able to finish the job and f- to give us one last like right. life before the everything didn't give a fuck about us they before us before there. everything we, transitioned we they didn't want us there but <laughs> but but once we collabed we all fucking had a huge audience eventually compared to what we used to have and and it gave us a little more life while it gave you guys a little more like that was the fucking oomph that it needed to like set that whole summer of 2015 on like just a fucking straightaway like success path. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it was kind of so, neat because it felt like we just passed on backyard organizations yeah, for a while. Yeah. MWF and then, went to NLW and then NLW went to GTW. You know what? Yeah. Like when one yeah. ended, another yeah. one started yeah. up like the I next will, year. Yeah. And in terms of one starting up in place of the other, yeah. Um, I, w- I will say definitely like I think the. And MWF was more similar to NLW because just I mean, we hardcore much, we, backyard we wrestling. We had the founder in Tim merge with the co-founder with Tyler. Tyler was it? I mean, we credit Elijah, Tyler, Nick, and I as the co-founders of NLW because it really was. It was us four who sat down one night and just 
Colton could have had a spot. He could have, but I mean, I haven't heard that. <laughs> Not to get into him. Yeah, he don't talk to us. Anymore. Okay, but Rage so, was dope. I'll give Rage Colton was that. dope. Rage he, was dope. I, I miss him if he's listening. Reach out, whatever. So Tim, <laughs> what I was gonna say was is like NWF. Um, yeah, mostly. No, I think it was great though because that show, like I said, was not supposed to be your guys' last. And at the time, after everything had happened, it seemed like it was going to be. For us, it was our first bit of taste. And at that time, NLW was not on our radar. We were that was doing what I we, knew you guys were doing what wrestling, we did. And doing, I wanted to there was something about it that just right. pulled me to just but doing what like minded people should be involved. You know doing what, I mean? what we did on your show was something we wanted to do, but doing something like NLW was not something we had thought about yet. We had did what the show with MWF in like the fall of 2015, 2013, and then 13, and then so then there was okay, <laughs> that was a little right. my bad. So <laughs> so uh, I wanted to say that it was like the fall we wrestled with you, and then that following spring is when we started NLW. But I Holy I guess fuck. there was like a year, uh, more like a year in between it all. But still. What I was going to say is... What the fuck did we do in 2014? Jesus nothing. Christ, I guess everybody... That, I graduated, but... That like, MWF everybody appearance, though, a lot of things were... MWF live. That MWF appearance, though, it gave us... I, I think really the, have a match. I think it gave us the spark to start NLW. Even though it was still well over a year until we did start it, it gave us the spark of knowing, hey... This something like this can be done, yeah. and we can do something like this. I think um, to give, but also since how your show ended with Harry putting Brendan through the light tube table mm-hmm. and that just going, we still had a whole ass match, very awful, that. and then Debbie shutting down the show, which is understandable. You guys didn't get the right send off, or not saying that was your send off. You guys didn't get the right closure to the show you were hoping, and by the time you guys could have picked things up, Harry was Harry was already off to college. So what I was trying to get to like yeah. uh, a couple minutes ago is just. I'm glad we merged because it gave NLW the start we wanted, mm-hmm. but it gave you and MWF the ending you wanted for it. You know, yeah. so well, like I you just, know, I love that Brendan about it. and Nick transitioned over, you know, to you guys and everything. Anyways, just as yeah, and not even yeah, just dude. as like, wrestling, not even just as wrestling people, but like as friends. You know, what I'm saying? so it kind of <laughs> right. merged everybody together. And we, we all signed the circus freak and the scorpion. Yeah, I mean, in, like we, <laughs> I mean, all, we, we all we all we all found each other through that. But beyond, but beyond Steven, just honestly. the but beyond just the mutual passions and interests, like we, you know, what I'm saying we all bonded as friends in general. Mm-hmm. And me and Stevens, like, whenever like we put us together, because he would ask me for like my opinion and whatnot, and I was just kind of like, t- like Tim Jacobs, quote unquote. Was out of the picture after we did the whole gauntlet show in like uh, June 2015. We still had Mystic California. Yeah, and so, you know, he's just like a few shows in a row, like I just was subjective to, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I was like, and that was a way that I could kind of cheat the system was like, okay, I was like, maybe Mr. California can have a match or just some sort of, you know, nonsense. Just because the character was still popular and like people wanted to see, but dude, your popularity skyrocketed. That's what I'm saying. Like that summer, Mr. California took off. <laughs> listen, in terms it of was those promos that we did. It if we listen, next level, dude. If we wanted to book NLW how we want WWE to book, which is based on how <laughs> fan perception is. Mr. California should have been NLW champion, like. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. California was the most popular act we had, and the thing was, 
he was never supposed to be. He was a bad no. guy the entire time. And, and it was, I was, 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 I was a heel. I was a heel in said, MWF. Like, I was a face in MW, in like NLW. Not at first. You were a bad guy at first. I was trying to you get were Nick so good. over. You were so good. I was trying to get Nick over. I wasn't trying to necessarily create a name out of California. Right, but you did enter NLW as a bad guy. But the thing is, like we were the the Santa Barbara squad was a heel faction at first. But more so you and Tyler and I did well at our jobs too, I would like to believe. But like you more so me and Mr. California were so good that the fans just started cheering you that we were kind of put into like for wrestling fans that may can connect it, a WWE and Daniel Bryan situation where the organization can no longer deny the popularity of the wrestler. And for NLW, that was us with Mr. California. Like, we finally had to realize, like, hey, we can't keep booking you as a bad guy. Like, you kept up your antics, but you did kind of twist it a little bit to where you did fall into more of the baby face line. And, dude, to see that happen as a natural progression in backyard wrestling, that was pretty fucking cool, Whenever, whenever we came in... You got a, pretty fucking popular just by being a shit-talking, Hillary-hating, Trump-hating... Like, the whole political thing could have been a failure, but apparently, like everybody got behind. He's just him. like oh, egotistical <laughs> and wanted himself as president. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is whenever we came I as a tag it. team against the Crossbow Gang, like the One Last Breath show, mm-hmm. literally, like there was a huge amount of cheers at the beginning. Like Corey, whenever Corey was like the host and shit of One Last Breath, like he came out with Stevens and everything, and Stevens was recording. He's like, oh, he's getting ready to, or who wants to see Rex Rampage tonight? Then he's just like, who wants to see Mr. California tonight? And there was like quite a fucking bit of cheers. And I was just like, oh no. I was like, yeah. we got something. Like, because yeah. it was, it was literally Mr. California was designed so that me and Nick could work together and yes. I could try to get him over. Yes. And uh, as I mean, a, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, as. Nick Payne and everything. And unfortunately, it didn't work with Nick. Unfortunately, what got Nick over was just turning him heel. Like, turning him heel in that feud That was the best decision. Turning Nick heel in that feud against me. Oh, he was great. Against against my Ethan Lyons character. Smoking and drinking to break free. That was the shit. He's smoking... He's drinking. Yeah, dude, coming He's out. He's a smoking, Listen. drinking son of a bitch. Nick, That's okay. like the line Tyler said <laughs> on announcing. <laughs> like, doing his entrance against you in that match. Yeah. I was like the ref, and I just remember, like, holding the camera in Nick's entrance, and he's like, you comes Nick Payne down the ramp. He looks ready to go tonight. Look at him. He's smoking. He's drinking. He's a smoking, drinking son of a bitch, dude. It was a one eighty, like so. Nick, dude, he was good. He was dressed in all black, dude. Yes, I was about to say that he had black skinny jeans. He had black like high top converses. He had a black, he had black. (laughs) He had a black t shirt, a black leather jacket. He was yeah, and dude, his he let his hair down. He wore it like down and scraggly. Like he literally just took a shower, dried his hair, and wear wore it down. Like. He looked like a fucking dude on the side of a bar corner, you know? Like, it's like, dude, not someone I'd want to approach in the middle of the night. And it was crazy because, like you said, you tried getting Nick over as a good guy. Then it didn't work. And then I tried getting Nick over as a good guy. Well, it got me cheered. Right. And I tried (laughs) getting... It was like, what? Then we did the storyline where, like, quote, unquote, Nick was my protege. Or, no, sorry. Nick was my teacher and I was his protege. 
And like we tried using that as a story to try to get Nick over with the introduction of Ethan Lyons. That didn't work. And like honestly, I don't think we knew at the time that the answer was to turn turn him heel. I did honestly, one hundred percent. I do. Me not and Stevens worked on that together. Yes, and while I believe you guys worked on together, and I know you guys did, I do not think you guys thought it would be as as successful as it was in terms of like fan. It was good because even no, if was people good. were like a little resistant to it, like they're like, what the fuck is this? It's yeah. just a heel. So who gives a fuck? And also it seemed you know like Nick might have been a little <coughs> reserved as a baby face. And honestly, I think a lot of us are reserved as a baby face. There's I think all of us deep inside want to be a the heel. hero, the oh, baby I was face. Gonna say, for me the fucking the the big shot kind of personality that's like that's, that everybody wants to cheer. That for. everybody wants yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I was gonna say it's but ideally, but if you can be your your most entertaining, just a, just unapologetic self, right? A lot of us would be like, "Oh my god, it would be so much fun to be." In an ideal world, <laughs> I would love to be myself, to be a babyface, a good guy, and get cheered. You have, but that's you have more fun. It is so much fun. Though. It's yeah, so much more do. fun. It's so much easier, and you get over a lot easier. And you can, yeah. I mean, you can intentionally say things yes. to piss people off at you, and it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. You gotta kiss ass and walk <laughs> on eggshells like, as a good guy. And like, yeah. I, all of us have been good guys. All of us have been heels. We know both sides. I think, you give me the choice, yeah. heel or face, I'm picking heel 10 oh, times yeah. out of 10. Because, but being a face, as a I real, mean, it is fun to have the crowd have something to cheer for. Right, it but is, if you but ask me, I would much rather start out as a heel it's, it's, to be it's a dick face, to be a dick face, to be an asshole, oh, yeah. to get the crowd to hate it me, is fun. and then turn to a good guy. Not, because then I got the crowd's respect as a yep. bad guy. So then I can turn as a good guy and then have and the support behind me. Whereas if I were to do it vice versa, start as a good guy and turn bad, starting out as a good guy... Is so much more difficult because the crowd might just not take you. Yeah, and they might look at you as, "Oh, you're just a corny, you know, just not not to toot my own like horn, a Superman, Superman. Not, yeah, not to generic toot, Superman, not to toot my own horn, but like I literally felt, and maybe people were receptive to this, especially once we all kind of collab together. Um, but I was so, Mister California is an externality of like myself and you know what I'm saying like a, a part of a part in distant of who I can be and who I could be if I wanted to. And I think introducing that and just having a lot of fun with it, people saw that and they're like, like eventually it's kind of like the anti-hero thing, like Steve right. Austin. It's like not to compare myself, obviously to him, but it's just like, it's it becomes so entertaining that it's just like like I fucking want to like this shit yeah, instead of hate un, it. You know it, what I mean? It's so inter- entertaining. It's undeniable. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like with Nick, it got to that point too with him because like he was such a just a rugged, edgy bad guy. Like he wasn't really an asshole in terms of like he talked down to the false guy like, anywhere was his fucking force. Nick, man. okay, Nick seemed like he didn't persona. give a fuck. He yeah. just wanted to kick ass. He Nick's was persona there. was like a lone wolf. Yeah. Like Nick's persona wasn't really like a <laughs> like hey, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, like fuck everybody. Nick's persona was more so like just I'm a loner. I like to do this on my own. You know, like, that's a cool bad guy mentality. It's kind of, to me, it gives, like, a Johnny Cash. Like, especially with Nick dressing all black. Yeah, he was a the man, man in black. Dude, man he in was black. the man in black. Yes, was. dude, yes. So, like, honestly, when Nick came out smoking a cig, drinking a beer, wearing all black, for the very first time, 
I loved it because he gave off that aura. In one moment, in one moment of Nick coming through the curtains with that heel persona, to me, watching it, he oozed so much more confidence than he ever did. Oh, yeah. And like, as so, a face, and Nick it felt, thing for sure. he didn't have and to give as much good. of a fuck. And know? it felt good because I knew for a while just Nick had more natural. Nick had voiced just... to us his like concerns about like, hey guys, like I don't know what to do. Like he had told me one time, like and, because we were a tag team, he's like, they cheer you more than me. Like he's like, <clears> I don't <throat> really know how like how to change my character. I didn't know what to do. As as I a heel, a you don't have to cater. Exactly. And so once I think Nick didn't have to worry about coming to me and being like, hey, how should I cater my character? Once he. Once he did not have to consider how others thought, not me, yeah. not you, not Stevens, and he could just do his own fucking thing, great. But, like, yeah, man. I chose just... that song for him, Break Free. I was just like, that just, and that was indicative of, like, the best era of Nick Payne, of just having those falls can anywhere. That was the, op- that was the, that was the situation he operated best in. Mm-hmm. Which was just a carefree, like a hardcore, hardcore mm-hmm. just rugged fucking I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. Kind of match type. Um, yeah. While I'm at it, I will say. Character. I will say. Um, I think we should go ahead and take a short little break. All right. And yeah. we will be back with the good, the bad, and the Hell shits yeah. with Ethan for his second appearance on Casting the Spotlight. Stay. It's coming close. 